0: Welcome to episode number two of Inbound Sales Journey. I'm your host, Gray McKenzie. I'm joined by co-host Ryan Herman. And we are here to walk through a number of the different components of setting up a sales system for your agency. I think that this... Most applies if you are an inbound marketing agency, just because those are going to be the specifics of what we're talking about here. But I think that the general principles probably apply across our range of organizations. So if you are doing inbound sales in any way, hopefully this is helpful for you. Ryan, you ready to kick things off here today? I sure am, Gray. Yeah. Had a great
1: weekend, got to go up to Rochester, New York, where I'm originally from, and do some sailing and uh, have
0: some good family time, so I am recharged and, uh, and ready to go. So we are recording this right now on July 5th, right after the 4th of July, hence why, uh, hence why Ryan got the weekend off. Normally, we make him work the entire weekend, <laughs> JK. Uh, today's also a special day, Ryan. Am I allowed to say why? Uh, yeah, go ahead. So today is also Ryan's birthday. I'm not going to say how many years. I don't want to embarrass him. Once you get over the you know, the six zero mark, it, uh, <laughs> it tends to go downhill from there. So people seem to stop mentioning it. So we'll follow the social norm. But happy birthday, Ryan.
1: Thank you, Gray. And uh, you did get the date wrong. It's actually the 6th, not the 5th. So thanks for remembering the day I was born.
0: I kind of forgot about that. Today is the 6th.
1: Yeah, welcome, whole, welcome to Monday. Yeah. And you make it... I will have uh, everyone note that they might give me the weekend off, but here I am on my birthday, Monday morning, back at it. So,
0: Absolutely. <laughs> well, now that I've got the date wrong and back right again, let's dive into what we're talking about. You want to share um, a little bit more about what we're talking about and kick us off here, Rye?
1: Yeah. So this one, I think we'll try to keep it kind of high level gray uh, and not go too far into the weeds here, but really we're trying to just just focus on uh, what are the basics of creating a sales system for your agency. Um, And we'll share a little bit uh, about what we did from transitioning to having you guys as the agency owners kind of handling the sales to uh, when I kind of got in here, some of the the changes that I made. But I think probably a good place to start, Gray, would be to take a look at uh, some of the struggles maybe that you faced as an agency owner before I came in here, uh, trying to handle, obviously, all the tasks that go into running your agency, but then also trying to handle sales at the same time um, and some of, the, some of the things that went into that and that made you realize that maybe hiring a salesperson was, was on the horizon there.
0: Sure. Yeah, so let me give you, uh, just to set the stage for folks, at the time that we're recording this, Um, And at the time that we brought Ryan onto the team at GuavaBox. So GuavaBox is our agency. Myself and Andrew uh, Dimsky, as co-founders, were also involved. We were doing um, all the sales and a ton of the delivery. We had a uh, project account manager, Ben, on the team as well, who uh, occasionally got involved in some web sales. But really, we were running most of the sales ourselves and also very involved in delivery. Um, and just attention and focus was kind of scattered around all over the place. So what that meant, um, and without a solid sales system in place and somebody to run it, the things that we were really struggling with, and, and I guess to continue saying the stage we, we brought Ryan on and Ryan was our first and as of right now, still our only, uh, full-time salesperson for, uh, for GuavaBox. So if Ryan's not selling something, it's going to be either Andrew, myself or Ben right now. Um, so we struggled with intermittent intermittent activity when and what I mean by that is when things are going well, we just closed three big web projects and a couple of new retainers, a game plan, whatever that might be, um, sales just just would drop off the map because we were scrambling to deliver and as of you know that month and the next three months or whatever until you finish up some of those things. With the current team, uh, you're just kind of catching back up. And so I think in agency growth, and I see this in our own agency and in a lot of agencies, it's kind of like a stair step. It's not the smooth incline that you see on uh, on a chart somewhere. It's really the stair step where we sold a bunch, now i got to go deliver. And so sales would take a break. And then we'd need to grow again, so then we'd struggle to sell. We'd sell a bunch, and then we'd just kind of stair step our way over. And that was what growth looked like. I think some of that is natural and healthy, but some of that – the length of those – we didn't always have – we definitely didn't have consistent rise on um, how high is the growth and then how long is the delay before the next stair step. So that was a struggle. Um, We had really inconsistent processes. So what I mean by that is what did it look like to walk someone through a sales process? Were we treating it the same way? Were we doing prospecting? Um, how were we following up with folks? And I'd say that the biggest things that hurt us because of the small team and because of the lack of a sales system was we were incredibly inconsistent and did very little prospecting. And we were blessed to be able to continue to grow because of uh, really strong lead generation and um, kind of relying on some of our efforts from the earlier days of Global Box on the marketing side, that produced a lot of leads, so we didn't have to do a ton of uh, prospecting. But still, we were. I think it's always good to augment some of the inbound um, with some maybe targeted accounts. I think that that can be a helpful thing in terms of figuring out who is a good client for us. And and uh, not just not just maybe what you might think of as outbound, but um, referral strategies. Uh, there's just some other things that should go into it that would have helped us out on the prospecting side. And then a lack of follow-up, probably more important. We were bouncing around and trying to do so many different things that if someone came through the website, we had that first conversation and then they didn't respond. They might get one follow-up from us a couple of days later, um, but it just kind of depended on the temperature of business at that point and where we were at, um, how effectively we would follow up with them. Would we stay with them for a four or five sequence bash show? um or email follow-up or phone call and email follow-up to uh to continue trying to get to know them understand where they're at figure out whether they could be a good fit for us or not and so i think those were the big things that hurt us really inconsistent activity processes and then what our prospecting and follow-up efforts looked like anything you'd add to that ryan
1: no, I think mean, I think <clears> he <throat> hit the nail on the head with a lot of those things, and just you know the conversations that we had before I came in here. Um, one, you know, one big concept uh, throughout you know any company, and this is really relatable anywhere, is the concept of even flow, and trying to make sure that you don't have just the the peaks and the valleys of you get really busy and then you got to handle the work, and so sales drop off, and then all of a sudden you realize. We finished the work, but we didn't have any time to do sales, and now we're in a valley, and we got to try to trim up more business. And that that makes life pretty stressful, I think, for a lot of agency owners can probably relate to that. Um, But trying to have some even flow where you keep an eye on uh, sales and the prospects coming in. Uh, you know, throughout throughout the whole process. So even when things are busy, keeping that pipeline filled and keep reaching out with those people because, you know, eventually that work's going to be done and you don't want to get stuck with your whole team kind of twiddling their thumbs, not really knowing what to do because uh, now you're in, in one of those valleys. So uh, that was something that I know that we had discussed quite a bit uh, when we came in, when I first came in here is trying to keep a, a steady system uh, that, that would kind of negate some of those things.
0: For sure. Ryan, why don't you share with us um, what it looked like to create a system for Box and specifically what that implementation was like when you first came on board? Sure.
1: Yeah, so so like anything, I think when you, when you first start something or you start to look at the sales system, you, you really want to take a good measure of, of where you're at. Uh, and <clears throat> for our situation, it wasn't necessarily that there weren't any leads there, uh, that the well was completely dry, but rather that uh, we weren't having any sort of consistency. There weren't any systems in place to follow up with all the prospects that were coming through the website. And hopefully as an inbound agency, uh, you guys are, are practicing that for yourselves so that you do have you know somewhat of a steady flow of, of inbound leads and treating yourself as a client to make sure that that is consistent for yourself as well. Uh, and that's kind of where we were at is I I came in and I looked and we had this database <clears throat> filled with leads, but but they hadn't been followed up with yet. Uh, so beyond just looking at who can I target with a target account, you know, setting up the target accounts, what can we do with the people that we already have? So I, uh, when I transitioned, HubSpot and Inbound was all pretty new to me. But the first thing I did was really to dive into the HubSpot CRM tool since uh, we use HubSpot at our agency and try to build out a system where follow ups were consistent uh, and that the people that were coming in, uh, you know, daily to us uh and the people that we already had in the database that none of them were slipping through the cracks, but that I had a a solid system built out to be able to follow up with them. So what I did is I got in the CRM uh there and, and really this can work. You know, if you don't use HubSpot CRM, all CRMs you know should have basic functionality to allow you to create a similar type of uh of process here where you can go through I built out deal stages, so try to track where are people in the process uh, you know, Are they just a, a fresh prospect that, that hasn't really taken too much action on our website? Are they someone who's maybe uh, submitted a contact uh, for, through the contact form and, and submitted some uh, information for us to, to review and to ask questions for us? Where are they at in that, in that stage? And I would uh, build out these deal stages and, and put people into different buckets to kind of categorize where they are. And then I would create... Uh, what we call bashos, and Greg used that term a little bit earlier. Basically, the basho sequence for us is just a series of emails. Um, so that, you know, sometimes the first, the second, maybe even the third email, you don't get a response, but you have, you know, maybe four or five emails that you send. Uh, out to these different prospects to continually follow up because you know people are busy and they, they have things going on you want to make sure that the follow-up is consistent so i i set up the process is it going to be a phone call is it going to be a series of emails you know based on the different actions that these people have taken and made sure that i set up task reminders to go through i'd send out these emails i'd have my next task all ready to go and really just building out you know what what is appropriate for for what people have done? How am I going to make sure that I have a process in here and really diving into that CRM tool? And I think that's like kind of the takeaway for people is: Are you using the CRM tool that you have? Are you using some sort of tool that that you have? You know, hopefully you have something in place for your agency. Are you using it to the fullest, or have you really thought through not just hey, I can send emails from here and maybe track some stuff, but do I have a whole system around here so that if a prospect comes in my door today? you know, is that, are that, do I know they're going to be followed up with at least, you know, five or six times, or is it just going to be one email all of a sudden they, they taper off and we forget to, to follow back up with them because we don't have that system in place. So that's what I really focused on was not letting anyone slip through the cracks, but how do I make a a consistent, um, you know, process for everyone that,
0: that comes through. So. Sure. So Ryan, and and just to um, again, kind of set the stage for people as far as what things were like before and then after, um, Andrew and I had, we'd been using the CRM for a while. We'd set up some deal stages. Um, some of the things that Ryan talked about, we had some email templates built out, uh, but there was really nothing that was all kind of integrated into a big vision because it was so pick it up when you need it and then put it back down when things get too busy, um, there really wasn't a cohesive system that all fit together and worked effectively. And Ryan, I'm wondering if you can share, obviously that wasn't effective for us, but as a salesperson, why is it so important to have a sales system in place? Yeah.
1: Well I think that you know, and this is maybe just a gross generalization, but I think that it, it is true for most salespeople, at least the salespeople that I've worked with in the past, uh organization is not always the, the strong point. Uh and we tend to be able to get distracted fairly easily and just want to go for what's working, which I think is natural, right? You want to stay uh, on the prospects that are most engaged. But when you're selling inbound, every lead is so valuable. And people just respond, I think, differently depending on who they are. Uh, you know, Some people are going to be aggressive at, at reaching out to you, and, and that's you know obviously uh, the dream, right? You get people who are really engaged in trying to, to come to you. But there's plenty of people that inbound is going to be good for, that You know, Guava Box will be a good fit for, that are going to take – a little bit more outreach than others. So having the organization uh, of Creating that system and making sure that that the follow up is consistent and that there's multiple types of follow up and multiple points at which we're following up uh, helps me and will help other salespeople to make sure that we're that we're really doing a good job, not just focusing on you know the shiny ball in front of us, but casting a wider net and and hopefully bringing in some leads that we would have missed by not having that process uh, you know in place. And it also you know just the confidence that you get from that and feeling like. I'm not, you know, leaving anyone out there kinda hanging, but I'm I'm doing everything I can to reach everybody that I can. Um, you know, and, and helping helping to you know track where those prospects are in the in the buying process will will help you be able to forecast a little bit uh better, you know, how much revenue are we gonna have next month, how much revenue are we gonna have in three months because you know a lot of inbound leads they don't close overnight there's a process you know it takes time to do that but being able to forecast some of that uh as well because you have that process built out is really helpful for for everyone
0: for sure forecasting is such a um it's such a helpful thing if you can do it accurately and if you can't it's just a frustration you don't know how to Without being able to forecast, it's really hard to scale anything because you don't know at what point can I bring on people to have the capacity. And you're kind of back into stair-step mode if you can't forecast effectively. And that's why a system is huge. If you have a system that you've run and honed and now have some kind of predictability, obviously you always want to improve the numbers that you have going on. But if you have some predictability, that's really the key to scale um, once you're able to know and anticipate what the next month, the next quarter the next year is going to look like.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree, and that and that's always the the tricky one too, right? Is and people get intimidated by by trying to forecast because. If you don't have a system in place, it kind of just seems like it's random, right? You might have a good month. You might have a bad month. But as you start to build that out and as you get your processes down and and your people organized and and things kind of built out, it's amazing how much easier that process of forecasting becomes because you took the time on the back end to, to get it set up and you can start to really track Okay, how many leads is it going to take to, to get a customer, and how many outreaches is it going to get, uh, you know, and, and things like that. And as you start to just look at the mathematics behind it, that forecasting job becomes a lot easier. So um, I think that, that that's really important.
0: For sure. Sorry to cut you off, Ryan. Um, one of the things that uh, I know that you've read, and I'm just finishing up right now, is the sales acceleration formula, book by Mark Robert from HubSpot. And he is so – coming from an engineering background, uh, just so metrics-driven in all the things that he talks about in the book um, all over the place from hiring people, the training people to how the sales folks actually perform and the ongoing coaching, uh, the compensation. And, And you just read that. And I think that in my head, there's like a little bit of, well, that's HubSpot. That's a different story. They're trying to be a bigger company, but really the same principles apply everywhere. The scale might be a little bit smaller if you're not trying to grow a hundred million dollar agency. But regardless, the numbers are really important and they do matter. Well, I think
1: you know, and Graham, I'm glad you brought that book up because I think that that book is so valuable. And like you said, you know, as you're reading it, you do think, well, HubSpot is HubSpot, you know, but. As a salesperson and as I was thinking through building out these systems, what that book does a really good job of – and as you listen to Mark – coming from, you know, he does a lot with sales and HubSpot, obviously, but he is not what you would think of when you think of a sales guy, the, the way that he thinks through things are, is very analytical. Uh, and, and so reading that book gave me an appreciation for, you know, I always heard sales as an art, uh, you know, but, but he really breaks down the case for why sales is, is more of a science. Uh, and, you know, personally, I think it's probably a little bit of, of a blend of both. But, uh man that book really challenged me in a lot of my thinking to think through especially you know as we talk about forecasting and things like that this stuff can be broken down in, into numbers and you're going to have some outliers in there but but that I would say if uh if you guys listening have not read that book and you're thinking about creating a sales system and things like that that's one to think you know just give you a different perspective uh that I would recommend reading so glad you brought that up gray Yeah for sure Great <clears throat> one! Uh, I guess one last question here uh, as we as we look to wrap up. Uh, can you talk through as you you know before I was coming on or as I was coming on, you and, and Andrew were looking at tackling the project of setting up the sales system. Can you like can you share maybe where you guys think is a good place to start? Because obviously there's a lot that goes into it. What what, did, what in your opinion is is the good place to start to get you on the right path?
0: Yeah. So I have. Two different ways. I mean, I could answer this from what we did, and I could also answer it from what I would do if I had to do it again. And some of the things wouldn't change, but a lot of the things would change. And so, I'll give you more. Of the here's what I've learned um, from doing this. The very first thing, um, I don't, I don't actually know if this is the very first thing. Here are the two big things that I would. Um, focus on. One would be, what are our goals? So what are the growth goals? And then if you don't have metrics, if you do have metrics to go on, go dig through them and put them together. But if you're starting completely from scratch, uh, look at benchmarks, hypothesize what activity it's going to take to reach the goals and break that down into... um, the number of steps, like as many steps, maybe not as many steps as you possibly can, but um, all the big steps So until you get to a point that's re- that's very achievable. And so when we're working with new prospects at Guava Box, um there are five big metrics that we'll usually look at um, just as kind of a starting point and then dive farther as needed. And those metrics, when we're looking at um, – at a company right now, might be the number. Well, they are the number of visitors on a monthly basis, the number of leads, the percentage of those leads that are quality leads. Number four is what their sales team's close rate is, and the number five is the average lifetime value of a customer. And what that tells us, we can break that down into. Uh, really, we can break that down into four metrics, and it's just a series of mathematical equations where we're then looking at conversion rate, uh, what our close rate looks like, and what we're trying to dive into is what's the amount of revenue that's generated right now through the website, Um, and then we're looking at what is the goal, and what we're trying to get out of all this is, okay, based on the numbers uh, that we're at now and where we think we're going to get to at these different dates in time, uh, according to what the goals are that you have. What's the number – what's the amount of traffic that we're going to need to drive um, in order to get the number of leads that we want to get the number of qualified leads that we want in order to get the number of sales that we want at the the average sale price that we're trying to get to? And if we can break those all down, what we've done is broken it down into something that we have a formula for. We know how to drive traffic to a website and how to drive leads through a website and it all really starts with getting people – to and through that site. And so the same thing is true on the sales side, Figure out, okay, if I want to get this many retainers or this total amount of revenue in retainers, here's the number of um, solution presentations I have to have. And in order to get that number of solution presentations, I need to have this many Discovery calls and to have this many discovery calls, I need to have this many inbound marketing assessments, whatever you want to call it. In order to get this many IMAs, I need to have this many connect calls. And in order to get this many connect calls, I need to have this many leads, inbound leads to get these leads. I need this traffic. But you're trying to break this whole process down into achievable steps. And so I would hypothesize, hypothesize that and then be realistic about the time and resources that you can put into hitting those things. And if those things align, um, that's going to be a big part of it. Now, in order to achieve those goals, you're going to break it down and say, okay, in order to get this uh, this many Connect calls, like that many Connect calls, if I'm going to get 60 Connect calls done in a week or a month or whatever the period of time is, that's going to take X number of hours. That's going to take 60 hours, and so I need 1.5 uh, people working full-time if this is what I want to achieve every single week. So we're really trying to figure out, okay, well, what are the resources going to look like um, to handle this? And then from the goals, and these two things kind of happen at the same time, uh, talk about the people and who is doing what, who's responsible for what, and agree on, have discussions with the team about what those roles are going to look like so that everyone is bought in and make sure that you can agree on those, assign those, and figure out ways based on the goals and the activity goals to hold people accountable to achieve uh, uh, to achieving. The activity metrics and the goal metrics And then track everything and go from there And so if I was starting things I would start with our goals And the hypothesized activity that it's going to take To reach those goals And then the people and just getting the right people In the right seats uh, To go back to good to great um, The right people on the bus and then on the bus Get those right people in the right seats In order to do things from there So that's kind of really high level Philosophically what I would look at As far as starting things out Ryan, I know we'll dive into some more of the details as we move forward, but anything you'd add to that as we close up here? No, I mean, I think I think the big takeaway
1: is putting the, the time in up front to think through the numbers uh, of things and not just do kind of a spray and pray, hey, if we hire a salesperson that's going to fix our problems, but- realistically what are our goals and not just one big goal but the little goals gray uh that you were talking about and i think that that, that's really key in trying to make it as much of a science as you can uh to help understand uh you know how much work's going to go into into getting your results and it's 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 hard in the beginning, right? Because you are uh, maybe new to you know even having a salesperson or new to creating a sales system. But as you do it, you'll start to get better and better data, uh, which will allow you to forecast uh, even better. So, uh, one thing, Gray, that we have done for the listeners, we have an ebook that we've created to help you as you start thinking through. You know, maybe you're a young agency and getting ready to hire your first salesperson. Maybe you're still doing it on your own, but you want to improve the processes of uh, creating in the sales system, so we created an ebook for you guys uh, that you can get uh, in the show notes on the website um, to be able to, uh, to start thinking through what, what goes into that, and we've uh, detailed it a little bit more in depth than what we've talked about here. Um, as always, we would love it if you guys are finding value in this, share it with, uh, with your friends, but also leave us a review on iTunes would be much appreciated, and uh, if you guys have any questions for us or want to get in touch with us, uh, you can uh, reach me at ryan at doinbound.com. And Gray is gray at Um, Also Ryan R. Herman on Twitter and S. Gray McKenzie on Twitter. So until next time, we'll see you guys.